1: Your daily Toronto Raptors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to episode 51 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, December 23rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com and TSN Radio in Toronto. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter, at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single show. Locked On Raptors, as you know, is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find team-specific shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke, all on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. And you can find our show as well at uh, the Locked On Raptors iTunes page. Just uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It's the easiest way to help out the show. Uh, if you want to do that, would really appreciate the feedback. On today's show, we're going to tee up tonight's game against the Utah Jazz and sort of preview the upcoming road trip the Raptors have over the holidays here. And to do that, I'm joined by, uh, for his third appearance, I think, William Liu. How are you, man?
0: I'm great, chef. Great, yeah. This is my third appearance. I'm a veteran now.
1: You are the leader in the clubhouse in terms of appearances now. You've Wait, sur- really? Yeah, you've surpassed Blake Murphy, so... Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's one respect in, in life in which I've surpassed Blake. <laughs> Still waiting on the rest of the. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, today's show where I got you on to preview this Jazz game tonight and sort of look ahead to this, uh, really tough road trip the Raptors have. Uh, but first let's dive into the Jazz game. Um, the Jazz are good, man. They are, uh, they're one of the few teams that are a top 10 in both offense and defense, at least as of the last time I checked um they are they're just a really solid team although they are dealing with a lot of injuries right now. I think George Hill's going to miss this game. Um Rodney Hood might miss this game too. Um they they're just kind of banged up, but they're 18 and 12. They're 6th in the West and they're still winning games because they're they're really deep and have lots of good players. So even when guys are hurt, they're pretty set up. Um I guess just for you like for me, I, I, I'm I happy the Raptors finally have, like, a real opponent to play because it's been kind of uh, mundane the last little while with all these blowouts they've had over bad teams. And even the Atlanta game, like, Atlanta wasn't really an opponent that really scared anybody, I don't think, even though they lost the game. So for you, is it just, like, nice to have the Raptors coming in to play a real opponent and have, like, a real test to sort of, you know, maybe sort of ward off some of the complacency that might have set in over the last little while here? I mean, maybe. Maybe.
0: I mean, at the same time, though, I... The Jazz are a really tough opponent, mm-hmm. um, and and so
1: I just I don't know. I mean, the Raptors
0: have played a couple games on Utah in the last couple of years that have been just absolute grinds, which mm-hmm. makes sense because both teams are slow paced teams. The, the Jazz are last in pace. The Raptors are bottom five as well. Um, you know they're they're usually sort of in this in the mold of where Utah has struggles with scoring, and this season and not so much because they've sort of upgraded their offense, but. With injuries to George Hill, he's got a toe sprain. Dante Exum going to be out. Rodney Hood mm-hmm. had basically mud gut midway through the last game against the Warriors, and he had to leave, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. So he's still questionable. But yeah, if those three guys are out. Like that—that's a—that's a significant chunk of uh, Utah's perimeter scoring. Um, so they might struggle to score. Meanwhile, their defense is so damn good, uh, especially the way they're set up with a. Uh, probably the league's best rip protector and Rudy Gobert standing in the middle there um, ready to thwart Rosen and Kyle Irie's drive-heavy game. Like, it's, you know, it's shaping up to be a pretty, uh, it's going to shape up to be a grinded-out affair and and it's going to be ugly and you're likely going to see the starters play long minutes and it's Utah and that's always tough. So, I mean, on one hand, yes, I'm happy to see the Raptors get another test, a significant test, but at the same time it's going to be a a laborious game that we're going to be watching. I like it's going to end at like midnight, and the score is going to be ninety-five to
1: ninety-two. <laughs> well, so. I mean, both of these teams score at a pretty good clip. It's just yeah, the, the the Jazz defense is is terrifying, and yeah, you mentioned it starts with Rudy Gobert, and I mean, yeah, you you sort of already touched on it that the Raptors have a really sort of their offense is really predicated on on Lowry and DeRozan getting to the basket. What can the Raptors do to sort of contend with Rudy Gobert? I think right now he's giving up like a 39 percent clip uh, at the rim, like just just blowing out, blowing away the rest of the league in terms of his rim protection numbers. Um, and he's turned into like a really solid offensive player too. He, he's he's like a DeAndre Jordan-esque in terms of how he's putting down buckets, for, you know, at a really high clip. Um, what do you think the Raptors can do to contend with Gobert? First on the defensive end, but also on offense too.
0: Well, I mean. On the defensive end, with Rudy Gobert, you, it's not impossible to stop him. I mean, yes, he's become a pretty effective finisher in the pick-and-roll, especially since Utah Utah's surrounding him with more shooters, giving him more space to finish. But uh, the key with Rudy Gobert, is, as with most centers uh, of his ilk, is to just keep a
1: body on him, stay attached, mm-hmm. and don't sort of let him get off of the pick-and-roll. Because in the
0: same way as DeAndre, if he does get space, and you suddenly have a situation where you have someone like Jonas or even Bebe, guarding a 2 on one sort of you know pick and roll where both players are coming downhill gobert's gonna dunk on you he's shooting 69.7 percent nice uh <laughs> on the season and it's it's by far a career high rate for him and he's shooting well on free throws too um you know well-ish he's better than previous years so he had 67 so i mean even fouling him is, is difficult nowadays but yeah it's really gobert it's, it shouldn't be too tough to stop on the um offensive end but, I mean, on defense, how to solve Gobert, that's, that's a really tricky issue. I think first thing the Raptors need to do is uh, have their perimeter shooters be firing from deep. And, of course, you know, we've seen the Raptors have games like that. The Raptors, I think, right now are third in three-point percentage as a team in mm-hmm. about league average in terms of makes. The Raptors certainly have guys who can get open. But the, the thing with Utah is they have really good perimeter defenders, too. Generally, their players are very, very big and very defensively sound. Uh and so, you know, it might be difficult for the guys like, now Patrick Patterson, uh, Terrence Ross, Kyle Lowry to get open clean shots, because Utah's very good at defending the three as well. So it, it is tough. So, I, I mean, I think ultimately if DeRozan gets a couple of early drives and puts Rudy Gobert in foul trouble, I think that's probably the best way to contend with Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... It's not like once you get Gobert out of the game, they have no defenders out there. Like Derek Favors is a capable defender, a very capable playing center there too. Um, even guys like Jeff Withy, yeah, who is pretty much just this super random tall dude,
1: but he's like <laughs> seven foot two and strong. So it, it's 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 um, yeah, the rim is always protected in Utah. So even if you get Gobert out of the game, it's still tough. Yeah, and also, you know, the Raptors have had, obviously had issues this season with rebounding as well. Um, we saw against the Hawks, for example, how just Dwight Howard completely manhandled, uh, you know, Bebe and Siakam and Jonas to an extent, too. Um, just it, that looks like it could be sort of a, a thing that swings this game, too. Just, I mean, rebounding is such a simplistic thing to boil everything down to, but... The Jazz, you know, the Jazz are the seventh-best rebounding team in the NBA right now. The Raptors are not as good. <laughs> I mean, they've kind of recovered a little bit here. They're, they're sort of climbing back up their rankings, but their defensive rebounding is still an issue, and they're really sort of buoyed by their offensive rebounding. Actually, they're dead last right now in defensive rebounding percentage, so that's troublesome. Um, I guess you're not going to see much small ball in this game tonight, right? Like, the, the, I don't think the Raptors can really get away with that at any point.
0: Um, yeah, probably not. But, I mean, at the same time, Utah is one of those teams where they're, they very much sell out offensive rebounding for defense, right. transition defense. Right. Um, like Utah right now, for example, is 30th in like, uh, offensive rebounds like total, not yeah. a rate, just total, Yeah. Um, which also speaks to the fact that they're a very slow-paced team, so they're usually bottom of the ranks with all these sort of counting stats. But, yeah, they, 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 they tend to sort of get back on defense. Like, the only... The only guys who would really chase for an offensive rebound are, are pretty much like once in a while their wings will flash in and, and try to grab one. But right. um, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about the, the offensive rebounding side. I mean, I don't, I just don't see a reason why the Raptors would downsize mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not like Utah's going to present too many spacing guys. Usually, when the Raptors downsize it's because they can't guard someone in the front court, and then they want Patrick Patterson to match up yeah. specifically with that guy and. I mean, Boris
1: Diaw is not so much
0: not not that big of a threat anymore.
1: Yeah, I guess Trey um, Lyles is probably the closest thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I love. I mean, I and I love some Trey Lyles, but like he's shooting forty percent from the field and thirty yeah. percent from deep, so um, you know it, it should be it should be okay in the Raptors. I mean, this should be a game where Jonas, um, you know, has a pretty good game too. Because again, like going back to the Gobert situation, like Jonas could also be a guy who could hurt Gobert a little bit because uh, at least in the post. Um, Jonas is stronger than Gobert, mm-hmm. um, so you know maybe you can find a couple of post touches and scores there and see if Jonas can uh, play that matchup physically one on one a couple times because Gobert is is a better help defender than he is and a post defender. Although he's
1: a very good post defender too. So who knows? yeah, I think it's you gotta be like you can't be swayed too much by that game against the the Hawks where Dwight Howard completely dominated Jonas because like Jonas normally does excel against these sort of traditional rim running centers. And, yeah, I mean yeah. I think
0: Dwight Howard mostly dominated against Bebe there.
1: That's true, yeah. I mean uh, um, yeah. like
0: he only he only matched up with Jonas for maybe five minutes and right. he was okay against Jonas. But yeah, he, he completely made Bebe his thirty fourth son. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, so uh okay, so right now on covers dot com the Raptors are one and a half point favorites coming into this one. Uh let's get your pick, Will. What do you, what do you think we we're, we're gonna see tonight? Do you think the Raptors will win? Uh I actually predicted On the Raptors, Raptors weekly podcast that I host,
0: that came up this uh, Monday. That uh, I thought this was going to be a loss. Yeah. Um, That was uh, although I was factoring at the time that George Hill was going to play.
1: George Hill's been awesome for them. Yeah. Um, If we're going, if we're downgraded from George Hill and they don't have Dante
0: Exum and now they only have Shelvin Mack and Raul Neto. Yeah. uh, I, I like the Raptors to win now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think the Raptors. It's nice too because the Raptors have a couple of days off. I think the last two seasons when they've gone into Utah, they've been on a back-to-back and yeah, that just those makes things impossible. Yeah, it makes things so much more difficult. Um so yeah, I think the Raptors are going to take this one too. Let's look forward to the uh rest of the road trip. It's a tough one. Um there's a uh, you know the Warriors are on there and that's sort of a, a scheduled L at all but, uh, pretty for pretty much every team at this point. Um, you got the Spurs to close it out, which seems like it'll be tough. And then there's a couple of weird scheduling quirks where they have a back-to-back after the Warriors game in Phoenix, and then they play New Year's Day in L.A. after New Year's Eve in L.A. with a day off beforehand to prepare themselves for New Year's Eve in L.A. Um, that's a true game. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, my, my question to you is, what game are you more expecting a terribly flat Raptors loss akin to that Kings game where they, uh, lost on the Terrence Ross should have been buzzer beater, um... Do you think it's the day after the Warriors game against Phoenix, or do you think it's New Year's Day, uh, against the Lakers after New Year's Eve in LA? It's definitely New
0: Year's Day (laughs) against the Lakers. Uh, the only good thing is that that game is late. It's at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, time, which means that, you know, the Raptors get a little bit extra time to recover, but, I mean, the Raptors are also a pretty disciplined group too, so it's not like they're, they're, you know, from what my outside impressions of are on the team. They all look like a bunch of home bodies, but <laughs> it's still New Year's Eve and it's still Los Angeles, and yeah. they're still NBA players. Yeah. So Sunday, I mean, you you can only hope that the Lakers are also, um, you know, falling to the same ills on that one. But yeah, That's, the Lakers yeah. one is a trap game uh, for sure. The Suns, I'm not so worried about the Suns. Like the Suns have some pieces and they they run, but as long as you make the Suns play half court game, that they don't actually play offense. Like a set offense, it's actually one of the weirder things in the NBA that they just completely don't. Uh, yeah, they don't play offense at all. Yeah, okay. You know what? The the Lakers are also they also have New Year's Eve off, and they're on a home stand, so I mean they could. You know, look, I'm just saying, DeAngelo Russell and Swaggy P are more likely to go to the club um, as compared to Demar Derozan. And That's Lear.
1: exactly the point I was going to make. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> like well, of course. Again, they're all NBA players. I think they're all going to go out and celebrate a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, But I think the the I mean the fact that both teams will be out celebrating I think gives the Raptors a bit of a some leeway I guess against the Lakers. I like the game after the Warriors game. I don't know, man. That because the Raptors always play the Warriors tough enough to keep their guys in the entire game and like play excessive amounts of minutes. And, I, I I don't know, I'm I'm envisioning a really close game where they tire themselves out and they lose by just a little bit and then they come back the next night in Phoenix. Such a letdown after playing the Warriors. You go from, you know, maybe the best team in the West to the worst team in the West. And, or one of the worst teams in the West, I guess. If you're considering Dallas the worst, I don't know. But Phoenix is pretty bad. Uh I don't know. Phoenix is worst. Dallas yeah. is... Respectable, Yeah, it just feels like a serious letdown game to me. Um, but I don't know. I think the Raptors, it's a, a six-game trip. You know, the, the Portland game, I think the Raptors are have a really good chance of cruising in that one. They'll have two days off beforehand. And just Portland, their defense is so hilariously bad at this point. I think the Raptors are, like, the Raptors could flirt with, like, some crazy point totals in that game. I don't know. Like, it just, the Blazers can't stop anybody. And I don't think the Raptors are a team that they're going to be able to slow down whatsoever. Um, what do you think about that game that game's interesting I mean the Raptors and Blazers usually play some fun games I think a couple years ago one of the most entertaining games of the season came over that, that World Juniors road trip where the Raptors were gone same trip that they're on right now and it was kind of where the, the tipping point of the season was where everything started to go downhill after that road trip um, but that Portland game was like an overtime game it was a ton of fun what are you looking for from the, the Portland game on Monday on Boxing Day
0: um Portland presents a lot of offensive mismatches for mm-hmm. the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors' bigs are not prepared, um, generally, to guard the Blazers, especially guys like Kebba and Jonas, mm-hmm. when they're asked to step out to the perimeter. Because um, Portland runs a lot of high sets, uh, high pick and rolls, sort of high dribble handoff motions um, for for Damian Lillard, yeah, and CJ McCollum coming off screens, and those guys are really tough. And you need your bigs to step up, and the Raptors. Don't really have centers who can step up, so you might see a ton of Patrick Patterson in that game. But yeah, the P- Portland's defense is also just like hilariously bad. Mm-hmm. Like their their defense is at the, their current defensive rating would be the worst in like a decade. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean it's gonna be a high scoring affair. It's gonna, I mean it's not like the Raptors are stellar on defense as well. I'd no. I feel better about it if the Raptors had another sort of stretchy big that they could use, but. Given that it's not on the back to back, we'll see some DeMar Carroll minutes and I think Demar Carroll, guys like that, it'll be it'll be tough. But um, ultimately I think yeah, the Raptors can are a better offensive team than the Blazers and they have enough wings to play enough
1: defense. Yeah, it'll be sort of like a I guess like a tune up for them because they'll have the the Lillard McCollum backcourt to deal with before they go to the Warriors and yeah, as you mentioned, they give the Raptors a lot of the similar problems because of the sort of the decisions they force got the big the bigs to make in the pick and roll. And we've seen with Jonas this season, like against the Warriors, he had no ability to make those decisions and it ended up him getting benched even though he had a great first half in that Warriors game. So it'll be two interesting games back to back. Um
0: yeah, you know, the Western Conference is very much like, um when you see sort of published reports of what these, uh, deep sea creatures look like, and they're always, like, <laughs> hideous and alien-like. That's like the, 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 West. You go out West and you're like, alright, well, what's so bad about it? And then you just pick up these, like, like, even, even the Trailblazers, like, you just don't have the Trailblazers in, in the East, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. even the, this season, the East is, is somewhat better than the West, but, like, you go out there and it's always tough and it's always ugly and, you know. Portland's got like 15 arms and zero eyes. It's weird. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like alien all the time out there.
1: The thing is, like, I don't know, remember like 10 years ago when the Raptors were going a road trip out west and you were just like mm-hmm. expecting 0 and 5 or 1 and 6 or whatever, how long the trip was, but you knew it was going to be just like a, a terrible spell of games. Like that's not really the case anymore. It's kind of nice. The Raptors, I think, are at least like kind of a lock for like 500 on these trips now, which is bizarre considering what they used to be on these trips. Yeah. Um, yeah that's true so what do you what's your prediction for the whole trip if they got six games there's I guess three top tier opponents, I guess you would say with Utah the Warriors, and the Spurs to close it out and then you know the blazers are struggling the 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 suns and Lakers are in there as well. What's your prediction for the trip? Uh I'm gonna say three and three yeah Um. yeah then no, that's sort of making a prediction that they're gonna drop one like a disappointing game probably against the Lakers. Yeah. But, I mean, I I, mean, I don't know. I would say 3-3 three and three for now, but it's very likely they go 4-2. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to count it out at this point, the way they're playing. And, uh I, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be nice, as I mentioned, to sort of have some actual competition because the last couple weeks, I mean, I think we've seen some sort of bad habits maybe creep in. Um, you know, the fourth quarter against Philadelphia where they gave up 40 points, like, that just reeked of them just being like, yeah, we, we're going to win this game. It doesn't really matter. We don't really care. Um, it'd be nice to sort of, you know. Oh, they're right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> very much. You
0: get place so when you're up 20, yeah. 25, all the time.
1: Yeah, it's very and much human tough... nature.
0: And January is awful.
1: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they have a tough schedule coming up. It's. Uh... Yeah, they
0: have they have the six game road trip, and they come home to Utah. Yeah. Then they're randomly on the road to Chicago. Then a back-to-back at home against Houston. Then the Celtics. Um, and then the Nets and Knicks come to town. And, that's 76 years ago. Okay, Ayres is not that bad. It's yeah. just it's bad for like a
1: ten game stretch. Yeah. The uh the the Jazz Bulls Rocket Celtics section there is because the Bulls aren't aren't very good, but just like they I Come I don't on. Know. Is this the year where the Raptors no, win a game against the Bulls? Against the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing all four against the Bulls. Is there four Always. against the Bulls this year or just three? Uh one.
0: people just enjoy listening to me count on that's the
1: okay podcast. that's fine yeah three. Oh, that's good that's great uh, so only okay, 0-3 no yeah. against the Bulls to, to no we're still the gonna
0: record. find a way to lose 4 that's <laughs> just gonna <get> lose <laughs> some other teams gonna come wearing a Bulls jersey and win it's,
1: yeah Jaron Grant boring. will uh, dunk on Jakob Pertl at the rookie game and uh, uh, <laughs>
0: uh Jaron <Jerry> Grant <laughs> I thought he was good but he's not
1: good yeah. He's better than most of what they got a point. You know,
0: he killed for. he killed the Celtics uh last season in a game against the Nets. Or sorry, in a game against um the Celtics, yes, sorry, when he was with the Knicks. Yeah. Him and Porzingis were awesome against the
1: Celtics, and I was like, I'm sold on this kid. And yeah. then he never played ever again. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh who was their coach last year? I don't even remember. The, oh yeah, Rambus finished out for for Fisher, right? Yeah,
0: Rambus who uh claimed his um Twitter account was hacked because oh, he, yeah. he likes some porn bots. That's true, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> That's what hackers do. They hack your account and then secretly like porn bots. <laughs> all right, so I only have you for about five or so minutes left. Uh, Got to get to one more thing here. Um, we've been talking about the Raptors in a very positive light pretty much all season long. Um, there's not really a whole lot to complain about. There's the starting okay. lineup stuff that I've talked about at length this week on the show. Um, I'm sure you've talked about it at length on your shows as well. And it's, yeah, it's, um. People don't want to hear it. No, there's not enough, ne- there's not really a whole lot of negative stuff to say, but it's Festivus It is December 23rd and it's time to air some grievances. Do you have anything that you want to get off your chest with how the Raptors are playing, with how they're covered, with how, uh, I don't know. They could even be tiny things. It could be nonsensical things. So just air some grievances. Get them off your chest, Will. It's, this is a safe space.
0: Um, okay, uh, well, my number one complaint is that people are not recognizing Matt Devlin enough. I feel like this season he's had, um, I mean, we've, we've had Devlin for like, what, like more than 10 years now, almost? Yeah. Uh, um, so, I mean, we're just used to him. We're, 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 he's, he's like an old wife. But, I don't know, man. He's putting forth a lot of effort these days.
1: Garbage also, Time I mean, Devlin good. is a revelation. It's a treat. It's we a never treat. got that I mean, before.
0: The Raptors have so many blowouts nowadays. Yeah, um, we're getting a ton of Devlin, and look—he, it's also like the Jonas thing. Like he's—you know—you got to look at who he's playing with. That—that that kind of affects his on-off numbers because, like, you know, because he—he does—he has. It feels like every game is Leo nowadays. Like, where's Jack? Where's Jack at? <laughs>
1: he's uh, recording. Where is Jack? He's recording more Christmas albums.
0: I don't want to hear that. I want to hear them <laughs> stick that on the broadcast, man. We didn't even get that this year. Um, so, like, yeah, you know, he's had to carry Leo a little bit, and you know what? Um, Matt's done a great job with that, man. So we think we should all appreciate it a little bit more that Matt Devlin's having a career because he's had a, some great promo reads, for example.
1: Assassin's Creed, man. Oh, my God.
0: Assassin's Creed. Why <laughs> you? Why him? Why him? <laughs> and, uh... His ice cream. I didn't realize he was such a big Moose Tracks fan, but Moose Tracks is delicious, so shout out to him for enjoying some Canadian ice cream. <laughs> him teasing uh, Leo about his Cadillac Seville. Yes. Which I think it's spoiler is like Leo had to return that car or something. Because <laughs> he actually only played like in the NBA for ten days. <laughs> um, yeah, and he had Matt Delamo the other day, he was like DeMar Rosen with the vicious Christmas slam And you're like <laughs> What are you saying man You're, yeah, you're just, So Matt Devlin's a treasure So that's, that's That's my complaint We gotta appreciate Matt
1: Devlin A little bit more I'm with you there Mine's related I uh This Christmas album that Jack Armstrong and Eric Smith Recorded I wasn't aware of this Until Wait what You've heard of this No And I to never hear of this. No, no. I so
0: only one here, jack. No, Sorry, Eric.
1: my no, my uh, my grievance is that I didn't discover this sooner. Apparently, it's like four years old. They recorded a Christmas album and sold it for charity, and okay. I listened to it entirety yesterday, and it was one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard. It's I don't know. Check it out. Play it at your Christmas parties. <laughs> it's it's so bad it's good, is what it is. It's it's amazing. <laughs> but they know they're bad. They're they're very much not taking it seriously. But they're it's. It's outstanding, But I didn't know it existed until a couple days ago when uh, Mitch Robson from Raptors HQ brought it to my attention. Because of course yeah, he up. did. Of course he knew it existed. And, uh, yeah, and I'm upset Robson. I didn't the know about podcast. this earlier. What's that? Yeah,
0: Mitch Robson, the broadcast guy, he knows everything when it comes to the broadcast. Man. <laughs> He's going to be on the broadcast one day. What the hell?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, other grievances? I don't know. The things are pretty good. The Raptors are really good at basketball, and they're, I don't know, <laughs> World Juniors. This is my grievance. Go get rid of the World Juniors and have the Raptors not go on these crazy road trips. How about that?
0: Well, I mean, the thing with the road the World Juniors is only the Canadians only Canadians care about it. So Yeah. That's why it's always here. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, whatever. Uh I have another grievance. Yeah. So the Raptors are not so subtly putting out these feelers of like, yo, maybe we want to trade Bruno because did you see the um, did you see the Christmas video? I did. With yeah, the Mari Caroling. <laughs> and there's like a special appearance by Bruno. Where honestly, having Bruno sing Feliz Navidad is fine. I mean, I don't know if he speaks Spanish, but I'm I'm fairly sure he probably speaks some Spanish.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah, he just completely butchers it. Uh, he he can't sing at all. It looks like he doesn't even know what the song is, which uh, would be a little bit surprising. But uh, the, there's a there's a, there's a there's a section there. Or the, the the graphic because they're trying to sell the CD. And they're saying the special offer, and um, and they just have Bruno there. And it's just like, man, that's that's not great. <laughs> You're opening up to to, to to screen cappers who are going to make fun of Bruno. And I, and I took that opportunity and I made fun of Bruno. But I guess my actually my main beef isn't that. I guess my main beef is just Bruno really sucks at singing.
1: No, he was fine. He was, no, right. no, he's awful. My man. main beef is Game Ops in general. Game Ops is bad at the ACC and it remains bad. It has always been bad. And uh mm-hmm. my uh,
0: Four Corners was, was very disappointing. Oh, cool. I went with some friends to the Hawks game, oh, which was God. also disappointing. Yeah. Uh and we played this game where we 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 sort of were were counting the over under and the number of Drake songs they're gonna play. <laughs> and we came in with an ambitious twelve. That so was over <laughs> under. And I think we got to six. And that that included we sat there for the entire halftime mix with with uh, four corners where he like implores people to get on their feet and stuff. Even though everyone's just like standing around like trying to like go pee, get some popcorn, get a beer, sit around, come back. Like
1: so, you watched the entire Friday night dance party.
0: Yeah, 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 the 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 four
1: corners mix or whatever it is. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, and he played zero Drake in the middle of that. No, he played one Drake song, and that was like a Drake feature. And it was very upsetting. And I think the the game ended with like six straight songs. So, <laughs> I've never ah. felt worse for somebody or than two people. That, worse for two people than the two girls who have to stand next to four corners and like aimlessly dance while he's doing his DJ thing at halftime.
0: Yeah, the, the they look so
1: sad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it,
0: it's I mean it's just too long of a discussion really. But hey, why do we have cheerleaders? It's,
1: I don't know. It's kind of very patriarchal to, have to cheerleaders and yeah. BNB. Especially cheerleaders doing what they're
0: doing. And also B, um these cheerleaders like hardly get paid. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking how low they get paid, man.
1: This is a perfect grievance that you're airing. I'm really happy about this.
0: It's like a it's like sixty dollars that they get paid for a game.
1: Yeah, that's not enough.
0: That's not enough. It doesn't man. even pay
1: for parking. Oh, well, it does sort yeah. of. It's like thirty dollars. I'm probably, taking the, yeah, probably the taking the go. Yeah, it's probably taking
0: the C D C Metro.
1: Yeah. Cool. You know? All right. So well, yeah. <laughs> we've got that out of the way. I mean, this is what we've been sort of, you know, forced to do because the Raptors are so predictably good all the time that we have to talk about other things. So, Will, I was <laughs> glad to have you on to talk about the, the the upcoming road trip and also cheerleaders and Matt Devlin. And uh, where can people find your stuff? Yeah. Um, find me on Twitter, at William1
0: underscore Lou, and um, listen to my podcast on Raptors of the Public. Uh, and... You
1: know, I write
0: occasionally. I mean, I write for the score. You can find me there, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, mostly just just follow me on Twitter, guys. That's, that's all I want in life is more <laughs> Twitter
1: followers. Read his 10 notes after every game. They're very informative, very good. Um, and uh follow him at William underscore Lou. And, uh, Will, thank you so much. Have an awesome uh, Christmas. Have an awesome birthday. It's Will's birthday today, so uh feel free to tweet in at him with happy birthday things. I know he loves his birthday so much, so... Well, uh, (laughs) make sure you send that in to him. Will, thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem. See you, soon. That's going to do it for us for today's Locked on Raptors. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back sometime next week. It won't be Monday or Tuesday for sure um, with the holiday going on. Got some family things going on, but we'll definitely uh, have at least two episodes next week, probably at least Thursday, Friday, maybe Wednesday as well, depending on how my schedule shakes out. I'll keep people posted. Uh, I'll tweet out my picks for every game that I miss uh, with the podcast over the course of the road trip here as well. So thank you again for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. The show is at Locked On Raptors. Go to the iTunes page, leave a rating, leave a review. It would really help us out. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, to everybody out there, have a fantastic Christmas, have a fantastic Hanukkah, a wonderful holiday, uh, all that great stuff. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a great one.
0: Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's that's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17